Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tea with Tea podcast. This is season two, episode two, and my guest and my friend, Minilene Temavuso, calls this a number of balance. So please sit back, relax, boil that cup, okay? Because it's about to be a beautiful chat about the poetry in a Saturday morning. This chat starts from time, experiences, and why these then are embedded in what we call poetry, and why particularly a Saturday morning is meant for reflection about the week's experiences and compound that, and we can call our December our Saturday. But just listen and flow with us. Thank you once again for joining me on the Tea with Tea podcast. Let's start off with some beauty. So if I could, I'd give you your hope back and read you poetry under a red sky. I would ask all those who have loved you to dress your wounds and walk out only when you close the eyes that have cried under many moons. I would replay the songs that have been written about you and I would chop and have the reverb play while you dozed off. I would write you the letter that would paint your walls in yellow again. So you could smile with your eyes and not just your lips if I could. I would pull all the be- I would put all the beauty in the world in a blender and serve it to you cool on a beautiful morning. So you know that the world is better with you in it. There will always be more love in the little things, in the big things. We are born and we die a thousand times over. everybody and welcome to the tea with tea podcast today i have the privilege and the honor of having a guest once again and i'm gonna let my guest introduce herself um i call her mini when it's serious <laughs> so <laughs> i'll be calling her mini throughout the show because you know it's a serious chat isn't it but yeah i have my friend with me today and yeah i'll just let her introduce herself to y'all Hello, tea drinkers, tea <laughs> sippers. <laughs> um, I am Mini Lentle. A lot of people call me Mini Lentle in my adulthood, and it's actually strange because growing up, people used to refer to me as Mini. So it does come across as serious when people call me <laughs> Mini. It's like, what did I do? Am I in trouble? <laughs> but hi, everyone. Um, my name is Mini Lentle Mavuso. Um, some of you may know me as She Faces the Sun. Yes. And yeah, I'm really happy to be here. I'm actually so privileged. I'm a bit nervous, but very excited to be on this platform that my friend has created. And I think you've really done a great job in just making this a safe space for you and how you just deliver mess- messages, man. It's it's a great um, space. So I'm really, really happy to be here. Ooh, thanks, guys. That's there goes Minnie. She knows she's now making me smile, blush. Oh, sure. I'm a serious person, please. Like <laughs> this blushing and smiling, it isn't for me. Anyway, thank you very much for being here. She faces the sun. How have you been facing the sun recently? Sun, I don't even go by that name anymore. <laughs> and people probably wonder why, but anyway, yeah. it hasn't been sun also mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. So, um, but um, I've just been really trying to identify myself identify more with myself and find out who i am in my true essence in my core Mm -hmm. and that's been both interesting and very terrifying because the reason why i even changed my name to my real name mini lenshe is just to like really tie into 
that because I feel like there's so much power in your name. And when your parents give you a certain name, they like manifesting a certain um, life for you. So when I get into spaces, I light up, I light up ah, the room on. and all of that. So I think the how I've been facing the sun is just being by me being more in touch with myself and being intentional with that and getting my getting to know myself more discovering new parts of myself and rediscovering older parts of myself if i put it that way uh, how about you uh, no way hold on that is so beautiful so you see um we're going to be talking about the poetry on a Saturday morning. That's mm. like the title of the podcast today. Yeah. So first of all, imagine the poetry in your name. Let's start there, yeah. you know, like, and then the poetry on a Saturday morning. So, you know, you might think that, oh, I was just the available person for this podcast. No, it was very intentional. Like, yeah. I knew what I was doing when I set up and I invited you onto the show. Mm. And it's okay to be nervous, you know. Having feelings is a good thing because, mm. you know, when you have feelings, it means you leave room for other feelings. If you have no feelings, then, like, you can't feel anything and that's sure. problematic. So yeah, we're going to be talking about the poetry on a Saturday morning. So this is more lighthearted for all the people who are always sending me TikToks about how much I love capitalism. I'm going to prove you wrong. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I will prove you wrong today. I'm going to talk about Shakespeare, huh? How shall I compare thee to a summer's day? <laughs> that's going to be me today. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like thank you so much for joining me, uh, Mini Lane. My mom actually... Uh, got accepted into a PhD. Oh, shout out to Mamzo. Shout out to Mamzo, yeah. And she's going to be doing a study on names. Oh, right? really? Such an interesting woman. Like, That's who lovely. does? Yeah. Okay. So she's going to be doing a study on names. And I definitely know that when people hear your name, they get it mixed up mm. a lot. So people call you Minent. Yeah. You're not a Minent. Mm-hmm. You're a Mini Lent. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I just. So you said something about standing in your truth, mm. you know, and being who you are, rediscovering and like old parts and new parts of yourself so do you think that oftentimes we take for granted the essence and the power of time like just you're not the same many lengths mm. you were three years ago or three months ago for yeah. that matter so yeah. do you think we underestimate what time can do or do we stand in its truth and acknowledge it as well i think um we use time loosely like mm-hmm. we always think that we have time um, we always think we don't have time. And then it comes to the question of what really is time, right? And for me, I think with the question that you're asking of the, if we take, adv- what, what was the question? If we like don't take the full, we don't breathe in time the way that we're supposed to. So we underestimate the importance of the essence of time in our growth, in everything we do really. Mm. Mm. I think yes and no, because right for me i look at time as the past present and future Mm. and um i always think that when you are living in the present which is now you and i for example we in a friendship i always feel like this will happen this will exist forever and i might take for granted certain moments that i have with you and i feel like um no Tandega will always be there and therefore if I don't check on her for the next two weeks she'll still be there like mm. it's like there's a certain guarantee that we have for the future that no she'll, she's fine like Tandega's young and therefore she's um, not gonna die anytime soon yeah. and then something happens but in, in terms of like growth and how um, I've seen personally I'll speak for myself how I've seen the growth that I have kind of like the person that I've come into in the past couple of months as well it's just been like um 
if I compare the person that I've, I, I, girl, my train of thought is just jumping. That's okay. Out. Take us where you want to go. Um, I yeah. think I think I don't really understand the question. And I so think I'm you like, answered I'm it answer, already. I'm answering it, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah, you've answered the question yeah. well. I think also with my with whatever I ask, mm. I don't expect a certain answer because that's not how my okay all works. right go on so the other day my mom was actually shouting at me because i talk about seven things at once yeah there's so, like which part should i address which, uh, yeah. so i'm gonna ask you oh by the way do you remember yesterday when we went to town and yeah. saw this thing and the next thing i'm like ah oh, these dishes are so nice mm. so i move and i gravitate yeah. and i move like mm. quickly the ask so i have a scatter brain yeah. so even when i'm working i need to remind myself to focus on a task yeah. and get it done because in the middle of a task i'm going to learn something about some new investment and i'm like oh let me go google and then i've forgotten and this is sure i think so, what i was trying yeah. to figure out with your question is like if we're speaking about how i've seen myself grow in the like over time or if we how often do we like really take time into account into consideration account. yeah i'll make an example right with me with like if i were to like just speak about time for mm-hmm. me so i never know i'm late until one hour 30 minutes before like i never know i'm running out of time until i'm left with one hour 30 minutes sure. then i'm like oh damn like mm. i'm so late like I, if i'm doing my makeup that day i'm like i haven't done my makeup i haven't I just, yeah i'm so late i realize one hour 30 minutes before and then i started thinking about like do i do that with everything in my life do i realize at quarter two that oh damn like i've run out of time and even then then what does that do for how i live my life on a day-to-day basis so like how you're saying now like oh i'm just gonna take on tandera in two weeks she's always going to be there yeah. and i might always be there but perhaps not in the same space or time yeah so you know and i started our friendship a few years ago yeah. and we were not in the same country mm. so i was in Joburg and you were here but we made the friendship work sure. but definitely time had a role to play because whatever's happening for you currently is not what's happening yeah. for me at the time and so even if someone knew me lately three months ago they probably don't know you the me that anymore. i am now yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah. do we underestimate that do you think in our connections where you're like oh no i mean i saw her yeah. six months ago yeah. surely she's still fine i mean i'm gonna be okay you know stuff like that yeah i think i get it now mm-hmm. um we definitely do because we don't move with our people oh. um it's and it's a discussion that we actually ha- were having earlier over breakfast where it's like as people we evolve daily and as i evolve as an individual surely you're also evolving mm. it's not like you on a standstill so if we don't take um if we don't carry our people with us in the different phases of life that we're going through, there's going to be a gap. There's going to be the person that you know, and I I don't identify with that person anymore. And Mm. then people then tell us that we've changed, Mm. but that's not actually, yes, I have changed, but it's not like I'm a completely new person. It's just that I have evolved. I identify with new things now and I have new interests, newfound interests that I I think I gravitate towards more, Mm. but you were not a part of that when I was transitioning. Mm. And I think with just like seasons, we have winter, summer, um, and so on and so forth. Mm. As individuals as well, we go through those seasons. And before you move from one season to the other, there's that transition transition period. Yeah. And I think it's very important that with the people that we have in our lives, we also transition with them. So that, say now it's winter, you understand that, hey, 
I kind of like you, you wouldn't say I saw it coming, but mm. I do understand that yeah. you are in this season now because either you were there, but even if you weren't there, I can like tell you that hey, this is what happened, mm. and I'm currently in this space. So I definitely do think that we do underestimate that because we, for us, it's just like uh, she's still there, it's the accessibility, mm. and that's why some people check in on you probably after two months just to see if they still have access to you mm. and once they see that they clock that no i still have access to tandega they continue with their life and yeah i think we definitely do underestimate yeah mm. and it's a bit problematic i really yeah. like what you said about transitioning with your people mm. and i think you know with transitioning with your people the trickiest part is always letting people in on what you're going through, letting people in on what you're thinking about, yeah. letting people in on what your dreams are, letting people in on a lot of things, which I think, I mean, I know I struggle with opening up sometimes. I'm doing much better now, girl. But like, you know, I'm just saying it's difficult also mm. to bring people into the picture. So, I mean, someone who's sitting at home is wondering, why are you guys talking about time? Mm. Yeah, like, it's so the essence of time, yeah. like growing and becoming someone different. And I think the reason, like, where I'm going with this one particular aspect of time is really then... You know, I think time also gives us this kind of reflection period where we're able to think about the things that we've gone through and the things that we've done and the things that we, the ways that we've changed from what once happened and what, you know. So I really wanted last year to end very quickly. Like, I, girl, same. I remember thinking in December, people were like, oh, it's the end of the year. I'm like, please, let it just be January 1, 2023. So we can move on from the semester that was 2022, like, on a personal level. But then I also think about it was time, regardless of whether I want to acknowledge it or not. Like, it's a period of my life that happened. And if I'm going to be turning a different age this year. Like, my my age is going to change in July, and I'm going to become a 20-something-year-old. God forbid, like, we're growing up so fast. <laughs> I'm turning 27 this year, so, girl. So do you understand? Like, do you, you understand? Know. It's just, like, we're growing old. And what does it mean? <laughs> like, yeah. we were in school just now, and we're expected to work to make a living. They've kicked us off medical aid. And it's like, why? Yeah. Like, why are all these things happening to me? I am just a child. And every time I say this, people are like, there are no children anymore. There are. You're, you're, not, you're not a child. You wish you were, but you're not a child. So, I mean, for me, I think also the power of reflection in that is that the only way you can write anything yeah. or you can speak about anything is having gone through that one yes, particular and thing. Yes, you're you able know? to like sit back. And I think it's very interesting that you're talking about last year and how you wanted to end. And it's actually tying to something that I wanted us to touch on. Mm. but nah there's first of all time doesn't exist for me i just feel like it is obviously You're a starting. man it's a man-made <laughs> concept it does not exist yeah. and for us to sit here and say we wanted last year to end when years are not even compounded like yeah. <laughs> we're just living one long life, life. and yeah. there's no start and end of it mm. like obviously your life starts does your life start when you give in birth to or it starts in the womb you see oh, like you see, we yeah. have to like yeah. also like take into consideration all those things that okay let's just say your life starts your time starts ticking <laughs> when you're you when you're introduced to this world mm. and then it ends obviously when you take your last breath yeah but i just feel like time doesn't exist but also how that then 
um, ties into how we think in our heads, like how we conditioned. Mm. Because for me, I'd say when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, I'm doing much better than last year. Mm. And I think that has a lot to do with how yeah. I have programmed my mind to be like, okay, it's a new year. So therefore I'm starting afresh. Damn. I have new, yeah. I have a new set of goals and therefore I feel like this year I'm go- Why couldn't I have done that last year in mm, November and feel like, November. you know what? I'm doing better than the last couple of days. And, and like uh, my, my well-being um, is tied a lot to it being a new year mm. and me feeling like I'm starting afresh. afresh. So very interesting, right? That you talk about this yeah. one particular thing, like does time exist? Mm. And because I think it's a big conversation. Mm. I think it's something that needs, we need can think about and philosophize over about like four days and months mm. and hours. But my favorite thing about just thinking about time in general is the structure that is associated with it. I don't like the structure associated with it. Like mm-hmm. you said, a lot of these things are man-made. So you know this idea of having 24 hours in a day yeah. and you have to dedicate um, eight, eight of those of, hours yeah. to what is presumed as your work life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you wake up in the morning, you get ready, you're spending your day eight to five, you're doing something that will make you some money. You go home and you do this and then you sleep for a maximum of those hours and you get up. You know, that, that entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. But also then, I was reading Genesis, which is very, I, I love reading the Bible because mm-hmm. it's always for me, I'm like, ha, yeah, really? Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. And then I think about it and then I stretch it out and I'm like, I don't know the truths and the limitations of this statement. So like the Bible starts off and it tells us that like in the beginning of time, like when time was initially there or like when time started, whatever you might want to describe it as, then it says like the spirit was hovering over the waters. So like that's the first thing. There was the water. So the waters were always there. And then day and night. And then the stars and the moon. Mm. And then, you know, all of these things. And all of these things are meant to give us, like, a significant in, like, outlook on, like, what time is and when we're supposed to celebrate these things and when we're supposed to honor these things. So the funniest thing that I didn't know was there was that it said something about how the moon would be an indicator of seasons that we would have to honor at any given point in yep. time. Yeah. So you know how you're speaking about summer, winter, autumn, mm. spring. And all of these things have different contributions to the way that we think about it. So, I mean... It seems weird for us to say, yes, I was going through a much better period last year. Mm. But it's also kind of like we move through the seasons and we're not the same people, you know. Yeah. I I know that last year I had a very stormy year. I didn't want to be seen. I don't want to be outside. I was like, yo, like, just, just you know, <laughs> leave me that, alone. That scene in uh, Game of Thrones when it starts off and that king is like, Give me something for the pain and let me die. Like I'm, that's one, what of, he says. I'm one of the people in the twenty percent uh, that has never watched a single episode listen, of Game listen, of Thrones. Listen, listen. Game of Thrones is particularly it's very important. Like it's a very important series. I think I was like that. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I was very bored. And then I had a tendency of watching things when I was during exam period because mm-hmm. I was very stressed and I needed something to divert my attention. So I'd be watching a show live jive while I was doing some math. You know, just trying to balance my mind. Yeah. But what that would end up is like, I would binge. So I finished the Game of Thrones in like two weeks. All, That's insane. Yeah, yeah the entire insane. the entire stretch of the catalog. But like, I really liked how that was just, just give me for something for the pain and let me die. I've done enough. Like, I've, I've done what I came here to do. And he left a mess behind, you know. So it was his season and his time to go. And all the people around him didn't know that he was transitioning into a period of death. The, thing, the same thing you were saying, we all think we have time, you know? So I guess there's some beauty and there's some 
romance, I guess, in understanding that like life has to continue and life has to go on mm -hmm. and writing about it. And I know you're a big fan of writing. You used, you write, you used to write. Yes. I used, I used to write, write. and I, I used to believe that I was going to write a book. Probably I will, and that's what I was saying at the beginning of this mm -hmm. episode. Ubana, I'm rediscovering old parts of myself and just discovering new parts of myself or parts that have always existed but I've never tapped into. And I've always been a, a huge writer, uh -huh. um, but I haven't written anything in so long. Life does that. Life does that to us, doesn't you it? You were saying, yeah. No, but like I'm now moving into particularly time, right? With in mm. respect to our relationships, yeah, and our friendships, yeah, and your growth with your parents, you know, we're still blessed to still have them, sure. Um, but time and the perceptions that you have of them, yeah. you know, I don't know if my if they listen to this podcast. Hopefully they, they do. Um, I get my last one. My last one. You know how I feel about you. It's nothing personal. <laughs> so you know, how do you feel about how do you feel about that? How do you think your relationships have evolved over time? And is there something symbolic about it, or does it just not matter? It's just something that happens. Um, I think obviously with my parents in particular, I have had the privilege to spend more time with them at home and um i'm just seeing how my parents you know as when you're growing up you grow up as a teenager and that's when you have the most fights with your parents because it's like these people don't even understand me i don't even understand why they're shouting at mm. me for these things and at that point you look at them as parents mm. and now i have Got, got into a place where I'm seeing them as individuals and as human beings, oh. people of their own. Mm. Um, and I think it started in 2020 where I just, even the conversations that I would have with them started changing and I would ask them more about their upbringing and mm. how their parents were to them. And I think this really helped me in how I moved towards them and my compassion towards them and how they've treated me and mm. how they raised me and my brother because i also told my brother this that me and him didn't have the same parents in as much as we were raised by the same, same people yeah. um we didn't have the same parents and that also ties into time how mm. my parents have learned certain lessons with my um, my brother who's six years older than me mm -hmm. and then how they've also raised me um, I think my relationship with them has evolved in the sense that, obviously, like I mentioned, I really see them as individuals and as people that also had dreams of their own, um, some that have come to pass and some that haven't. And this has brought me closer to them, but also I'm just like, hmm, I, I'm questioning yeah. some of their life choices. Um, and then, yeah, like with my... Yeah, like, it's, it's very interesting because even, like, with my sisters, and my sister, rather, because I only have one sister and then brothers, um, the conversations that we have, because um, my father and my sister's father are, like, siblings, mm -hmm. and then they had the same upbringing. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that me and my sister didn't grow up in the same household, but mm -hmm. we have similar, very similar lived experiences. Mm -hmm. So the conversations that I also have with my sister over time mm -hmm. um, have just helped me grow as an individual, as a woman, um, just to understand that, hey, this is how 
the women in the Mavuso household, uh, the things that they've went through, mm. and therefore I need to be cognizant of those things so that I don't continue the cycle. Mm. Um, so the conversations have obviously become more deep. It's just not, Mag, how was your day? Mm. Um, or Mag, I need money for this. It's me asking about her relationship with her mom. Mm. It's me, because I'm also growing older. I know I won't have kids. I don't want to have kids. I will not have kids but it's very important for me and the line of women that i come from to understand their relationships so obviously like the conversations that i have with them are deeper now they're Mm. more intentional more meaningful um and then with my friendships it's just like yeah the more i spend time with them the more i understand why i was drawn to these women Mm. like it just makes so much sense like every time i spend time with you every time i spend time with all my other friends i just have some sort of awakening i'm like Mm. it makes sense i know why you and i are connected yeah why you and i are friends so yeah I love that. I think um, my favorite thing really about growing up is realizing, like you said, that your parents are people Mm. and realizing that, yeah, we all grew up in the same house, but we definitely don't have the same parents. Like we don't have the same upbringing. Mm. Uh, I just look at my siblings, you know, and my siblings have had their cell phones throughout their their schooling days and i'm like wow <laughs> it must be nice it really you know must be nice. it must be nice and funny enough because you say like you know you would argue a lot with your mom um during your teenagers i, I really i really never did really no 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 i was a very compliant child really very compliant fight me i think we didn't never. really like fight fight but it would, yeah. there'd just be a lot of disagreements i just yeah. felt like they never got me i think i started speaking out for myself now more than I ever have before. So now I'm definitely going to tell you, ah, it's not going to work. Yeah. I'm sorry. I understand where you're coming from, but it's not going to work. Which is now also very, I think that's why now it's more a friendship than it is a mother-daughter relationship because she sees herself in my behavior and she's like, I'm exactly the same. This is how I am. And it's difficult to swallow mostly the, the difficult parts about yourself and you see them in another person. So if you're stubborn and then someone else is showing you their stubbornness it's like come on don't make my life difficult but it's like i will you make everyone's life difficult like surely you can handle it you can handle two seconds of this (laughs) so why don't you just take it so Mm. you know i think also for me with time over time i think uh particularly feelings and emotions i really didn't want to give those time and thought and attention like i i just had no interest what do you mean we must talk about our feelings why mm. it's like a wednesday afternoon yeah. can't we talk about something else surely mm. a book the sky <laughs> the weather oh it's raining today you know did you expect it to rain why do you want me to talk about how i feel so i think over time that evolution right of watching um how my relationships have changed because now i'm no longer the recipient mostly of like people's emotions and feelings but i've also started actively participating in those equally and as well so even with my parents and that relationship and that dynamic and like you're saying i think there's this sort of like separation and i think it's built by i promise not to say this word on the show so i'm not gonna say it (laughs) but it's built no i'm not gonna say it like you know what everyone i promise you i think you know, God forbid I die now, obviously, because I have a long life to live. But I feel, you know, the day someone's like, wow, Tandega. She hated a lot of things. <laughs> but what happened to this? It was top of her list. But I just think, you know, obviously there's been that separation in families where 
uh, you know, most of the time you had to grow up in a setting where you knew that your parents were absent because they had a time frame to be at work. So you can't work from your house. You have to work at this particular... And, you know, both our mothers, same professions. So they were dealing with a lot of children. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother was also a teacher for yeah. a very long time in her sure. life. Still is teaching people even mm-hmm. now. So it's like, you know, that dynamic of growing up and realizing, uh, no. But I also think what has helped me is being an older mm-hmm. sister to a younger, like, girl, mm-hmm. you know? So now, whenever I'm having conversations with her, I'm realizing that sometimes I sound a lot like my mom. And I'm like, no, TK, just you can't, you can't do it. Like you can't be this person, mm. you know, you have to be this individual that you are now. Mm. And I'm laughing when I, when you start talking about kids, I laughed because I'm like, who exactly is going to have these children? <laughs> no one in our generation. No is, one wants them. No one no. wants to have children. And every time I say this at the office, they're like, oh, you're not serious. And you're going like, to change your mind. I'm like, are you sure? I have a dog. <laughs> I have both, by the way. That's how you have a puppy now. No, you, oh, you did. You did literally do it. It is showing me flame. I think week one, I knew. I was like, do I have a maternal bone in my body? <laughs> because you can't even handle. Listen, that dog was frustrating me. Like, Tandra was telling me, you just need to be patient. I'm like, for how long? <laughs> I'm like, I have to wake up in the morning, yeah. get ready, and I must also prep this dog. Like, it doesn't want to listen. I'm telling you, let's go poo outside. No, he doesn't want to listen. So, the floor. No. The and then now you have to clean. And my mom is like, yeah, learn dry every day, every day. So, yeah. you know, just learning that, I think with time, also just accepting the things about yourself that are currently true. Yeah. Like, sure, I can want to change them over some time and be like, oh, TK, you know, maybe in the next three years, you can be more maternal and be like, you can try, but I don't know about now, mm. you know, like currently. So I think for me also time has been like a great, like sort of like, you know, movement so now i want to gradually shift right and move away so now we've talked about like the essence of time and now i want us to move more into like experience that comes with time Mm. so we a lot of people obviously get on twitter and they complain about older the older generation do you think there's distrust is warranted the distrust yeah i think what we need to understand is that we have we have lived different lives in different um, periods of love life. Mm. So what they're speaking on is what they only know. And Nazi, what we're experiencing now is what we only... We just have to bridge the gap. And I don't know how that is going to be. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the distrust is warranted, but I just need us to understand that and what is said is that we have both existed in different times. And I think there are more... We were actually having this conversation with your dad in the car of how now my dad likes to talk. Um, our parents <laughs> are trying to fit or understand the our way of living, mm. and we're talking about Spotify and how they, they don't no even idea. know what yeah. Spotify is, the application. And my dad bought earphones yeah, this, morning. this morning. That's why I had to tell him about Spotify because I'm like, okay, you're gonna be able to listen to your Benjamin Dube. On this application that provides music mm. not the radio mm. um so i don't know what what are the conversations that people on twitter have that kind of like you know like old people have a problem yeah you know um they're very backward mm. they like to talk about things that don't make sense yeah you know and i also think this is a very western heavy concept sure it's a very 
American, mm. you know, kind of influence into yeah. our lives. And I think because Americans are very individualistic in their very nature, like the way that their system is set up mm. means when you grow up, you leave and you live your own life. And that's okay. But I lived alone for about three years and I didn't like it. Is it? No. <laughs> like, I don't. I used to romanticize it, but I really don't. And I think, I think we have once said that I think marriage for me makes sense mm. because you're coming home to someone. Mm. It, it really doesn't, it's not about the beautiful decorated stuff about love that's nice but i also just think it's nice to get home to someone who's like hey do you want some food so a companion you know how was how was your day you know so the alone the, the, the like i'm alone culture is whew, it's heavy I, I don't think i could do it but it's also them saying that this past generation has a problem and i think we don't take a step back and realize that like life is changing as quickly for them yeah. as it is for us sure so our parents now have to keep up and catch up mm. to this Every day I'm, I sit with my dad, I said, like, he likes to talk, which is a good thing, mm. you know. But, so he'll, he'll, he'll tell me, you know, I'm struggling with this thing. Excuse me, at work. I don't know how to deal with this. It's a new, it's a young people thing, and I'm having trouble with it. And I feel sometimes there's this huge expectation for them to just adjust no. because they're just adults. No. And perhaps this expectation isn't in the words that we speak or the way that we treat them, but it is in the way that they receive backlash from society uh -huh. you know cancel culture yeah so you're not allowed to say anything wrong mm. right if you and i get on this podcast and you say something that is accepted by the general population as wrong everyone cancels us they go on twitter they say terrible people yeah from one statement mm -hmm. and it's like your whole life comes crashing mm -hmm. down which i think also maybe is in line with responsible speech which is a good thing because also a wise man knows how to rein his tongue in I don't know if I'm wise sure. yet, <laughs> girl. but I try to speak, you know, something. So I, I don't know. I guess it is warranted to some degree. Sometimes they don't understand the things and the way that we want to live life. But I also get it, you know, if I'm late, I'm outside late and my mom's calling me. I understand why she's doing that. It's not her being old and old fashioned, but it's like, you're outside. It's dark. Where are you? You know, that kind of thing. I think you mentioned something about um, the westernization of their reality and how, because that's mostly um, tied into coloni colonization mm -hmm. and how back then there was a lot of like white men came into the land and they were exposed to certain things and bah, the boss was probably not, not because our parents are not that old. Mm -hmm. They experienced the white man being the boss and all mm -hmm. of that. But mm -hmm. then their their way of life and how they see things and you can even see it with in corporate i've never worked in corporate but i understand how mm. the certain dress codes that are not accepted hey you can't show your shoulders there's this there's that if i come in with this short dress with my stockings it's unacceptable um so yeah i think the problem with the older generation is obviously that when it comes to accountability, they yeah. won't. Hey. They do not want to take accountability because they'll always just tell you, but I'm older than you. And so full stop. that's it. Yeah. You were wrong in this. And when we are at work, I don't think age really matters. It's just, we're doing this. We're trying to um, get to this point at the end of the quarter, quarter mm. of the year, whatever. Mm. And that's it. But then they just don't take accountability. So I think when it comes to like the distrust, it's, it is warranted to, to some extent, but then... I think we need to understand that we do we have existed in different times and there is a gap that needs to be bridged mm, yeah that's true and this whole corporate thing i'm telling you like i remember waking up uh the day of my interview 
and thinking, damn, should I go in there with my piercings? All of them. <laughs> All we of them. Have and I'm like, five piercings. Hmm, I sh- I'm not sure. So I wore a weave, a weave that day, yeah, you know. You hit them. And I, 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 I hid my piercings. And I was just thinking, I've always thought myself to be very fearless, but here mm. I am hiding my piercings yeah. because I need a job. Yeah. And then after they gave me the job, you I just. Like, I'm like, sorry, <laughs> this is who I am. Yeah. So now I wear these piercings in the boardroom. I'm like, this is who I am, you know? And I think it might be uncomfortable for them, but it's equally as uncomfortable for me to have to deal with this, like, you know, sort of friction, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and I think our generation is more inquisitive. They, mm. they, are, they just got rules. They, like, found a set of rules and they were like, okay, this is way of life. And we question everything. I think also I, I was just that particular thing i was just thinking about it because i've been trying to write about justice but i'm struggling mm. but i was just trying to write about injustice mm. and i'm like it's so it's it's weird because steve biko talks about black consciousness mm-hmm. he says the emancipation of a man's a man's mind starts from starts from the freedom that he has from within right and i think there's a lot of fear that has been pushed into our parents growing up this fear of like you must respect you must be accountable which is why i also want us to have a conversation about corporal punishment because really what is it what does it mean and what what is it meant to achieve you know like you're beating up your kids for saying the wrong things you're beating up your children for say doing the wrong things you're beating but, up children for being kids and then what do you expect them to be you know <laughs> so like this 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 compliance culture it's heavily embedded in them so that's why you know they struggle but also slavery yeah so like the 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 root of all their behaviors and the root of where they all came from is definitely that so i think to some degree yes it's warranted but i'm also thinking if i was born in their generation i wonder how i would have turned out you know mm. if i think about it if i had to work for the white man and call him boss yeah. or sir yeah. because if i didn't do that then he would punish me mm. so it's a weird thing i think and i think you know there's that so do you think we're meant to live life like this you know this whole culture everything that happens around us does it feel right when you sit down and your spirits align, yeah, because you pray, I know you're a praying woman, so it does it feel like we're doing the right thing? It definitely doesn't, yeah, it's a scam. Every <laughs> like, I wake up in the morning, and in as much as I'm unemployed, and it's really messing with my mentals, mm. but I'm like, you know what, <laughs> it's fine. I'm really not trying, I'm not slaving my way off <laughs> and trying to put money in someone else's pocket. Like <laughs> at this point, as a creative mm. and doing my own thing, it's, but also I, I do realize that I'm a hypocrite in that because I realized when I wasn't doing my creative work just for the sake of it anymore. I was like, okay, mm. I'm done. Like I understand that now what was my passion and something that I was interested in is now something that I'm skilled at and really good at. Mm. I need to start charging for it. Mm. And now what am I doing? Participating in what? Capitalism. You have there it is, I, I said unfortunately. It. Unfortunately. And she said she won't say the word, but I had to say it. Yeah. But anyway. And it's like it's very discouraging because you're like, you know what, I don't want to participate in the system, but in order to make a living mm. and to like broaden your horizons because i don't want to end up in this country Mm. i really want to be a creative amongst other great creatives but in order for me to get there i need to charge for my skills i need to charge for my time i need to do all these things and i just sit down and have an existential crisis and i just feel like this is all a scam and i don't know the ends to this 
so friend i don't know yeah i think whenever someone asks me about the meaning of life and i say it's to love one another people are like <laughs> you're so funny but i think it is yeah. <laughs> i think yeah. genuinely yeah genuinely genuinely i think that's all we came here to do and eat berries and mangoes you know and sit and laugh mm. and make food for each other you know i just think life should be this blissful mm. experience connection connection you know and this whole this thing that we're doing now it just seems like we need to you know and that's what frustrates me we don't work because we want to we work because we need to work and i think like what you're saying now is that you have to participate unfortunately because you are unhappy about the situation. You don't want to participate, but your bills are your bills and you can't pay them with hope and faith. Yeah, unfortunately, and I'm, I'm like you need to pay them with actual money. Mm. And we were even talking in the car about how money isn't really a real thing, yeah. you know, and it's the levels of intellect and the levels of various schools of thought will tell you that whatever you want is unachievable. Mm. It just, it, it isn't a reality. But then when you step outside and you look at the state of the world, you have to think about it is possible. Mm. The only reason why we haven't abolished this thing because it works for somebody. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't do it as one person. So that's why the individualistic idea also is fundamentally flawed. Sure. Because you can't do anything on your own. Mm. You need people to go and do it with you. So, you know, give me then, you know, a poetic meaning before we like, get there sorry friend before we get to poetry before we get to poetry <laughs> i think when we're just talking about life i just want to touch on the duality of life and how a lot of people like especially like i'll just make an example with aka since he's the person that just passed mm. on and a lot of people will be like um gone too soon and life is short and i just want to touch on the duality of life and how life is long and also life is short life is short because Obviously, when we look at life objectively as mm. people and we look at a life like AK, we're like, oh, he was so young. He mm. had so much to do. Mm. But when we like take that in subjectively to his lived experience, he can tell you that life is, was so long for mm. him. He did achieve some or most of the things that he had planned out for mm. his life and just how um, with the things that we do on a day to day, we shouldn't, and it ties to the question that you asked me at the beginning of taking for granted the time that we have, um, in this life, but we, we shouldn't, this just has to be a balance. We shouldn't be too fixated on the present now that you are magnifying everything that's happening. Because for me, I'll make an example of myself. I'm unemployed and I'm just focusing on how. I'm so unemployed and mm. there's just no future for mm. me. I'm just too fixated on the present. There just has to always be a balance in how I understand that I am here today living at 2023. Mm. I made it through the past um, years. And that's been a long life for me because mm. I've passed through so many things and I'm tired sometimes. And a lot of people are like, you know what? I'm done with personal development i just want to live life <laughs> just one i vibes, really please. just want to yeah, live life yeah. even if i meet a romantic partner i please i don't <laughs> want any character development because yeah. life has been so long for that person mm. but also at the same time life is short because you and i could be recording this podcast right now and then tomorrow something happens God yeah hits the wood whatever they yeah. say you know and it's just like we need to take into account the duality of life and how we always have to strike a balance in everything that we do we can't fixate a lot on the past and things that happened then and you're like i would i wish i could have done that better um and also when you are existing today make the most of today but also don't make mistakes today that are going to hinder your future 
Uh, so it all exists. Uh, yeah, it all it's just, all a big system sure. that has many moving parts. Yeah. And you know, I just like what you said about the duality of life and needing to remember that like, you know, yes, this is happening today, but I can't dwell in this one aspect of my life more than I dwell on another aspect yeah. of my life. And I think that can be difficult because um and this is something that I I think I've spoken about it before where I say having a culture of consistent complaining makes you a complainer and not a person who is complaining. Oh. So you need to always make sure that you are just the verb. Like you're mm. just doing the doing word and you're not making it an identity trait sure. in who you are. Yeah. And so everyone has something to complain about. I can complain about the heat in Manzini. I mean, Manzini guys, you like, I don't know how people survive <laughs> yeah. in this town. I will really ask the people. Oh, by the way, also we're recording this podcast. Lifetime, yeah. In the ideation studios, I've spoken about it once before and I'm like, we're going to be here one day and we're here today. You see, life, just create your own realities. I swear. I promise. The things that you want, want you back. Yeah, they do. Just speak and then it'll just happen. There are so mm. many good news about this podcast, things that are going to happen throughout this year. Mm. I'm very excited. We love and it, yeah. you know, that's also the duality of life is that yesterday I was going through hell. Yo! <laughs> yeah. I left... And I was like, phew, I need to breathe. You know when you feel like you need to scream? Like you need to stand in a field and just open your chest and scream. That's how I felt yesterday. 6 p.m. on a Friday. And I was like, you know what? Life is just not about Ubomi. It's like, not. <laughs> is really it's not. really not. Mm. So, you know, the balance in life is that I'm here today on a Saturday sitting down at something that I have created and I am so grateful that my friends are moving with me on it. Mm. But yesterday I was going through the most. But you know, and I texted you and I said, I'm really excited about tomorrow. I'm very tired. It's been a long week, but I'm also looking forward to tomorrow. And you know, the balance in life is that you can't live too much in one reality and you can't live in a moment that has already passed. Mm. So initially in our conversation, we we're talking about what time means yeah. and like what the essence of time is. And that's just to say that something that has already happened has happened. It's no longer real. Yeah. Something that hasn't happened isn't real As either. Well. The only thing that is real is what you're doing right in now. the moment. Yeah. And so, you know, even if you're sitting alone in your bedroom and you haven't seen people in five months, mm. you should probably see people because all the planning you're doing, we want in your bedroom yeah. is it's great, but you're not putting any of that work into the real world. Mm. And so, you know, like the duality of life is so important because it teaches you that you have to keep going. You know, I, I wrote yesterday about how the best thing about life is that it goes on. And the worst thing about life is that it goes on. You know, at, at the end of yeah. the day, the sunset, which is my favorite indication of things ending. Sure. Like watching the sunset always gives me peace because I'm like, it's over now. It really is. We're like, gonna start again we're going to start again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And time isn't real, but the hope that comes in the morning, you know, like just waking up in the morning and being like, okay, let's go. The it's a new day, you know. And, and also, just like, it's a new chance to fail at things, the new <laughs> chance <laughs> to get things wrong. Like, okay, sure. Like, I don't know how this thing works. I'll try today. Okay, I'll try tomorrow. And then I'll keep going. So, like, yeah, the duality is very important, I think. And I think just to start us off really on like the poetic essence of life. We love music. I love music. What's your favorite uh, fa favorite song currently? Right now. Yeah. Oh my God. I always struggle with this. <laughs> oh, I actually, let me just search for that, right? Because it's, it's probably Yoruba or Igbo. Okay. It's an Afro-based song. Um, I'm very... I'm who, an, is it? Who, who is it? Do you know the artist? Yes, it's Ruga. 
and oh. it's Asiwachu. Guys, <laughs> I actually have two. It's Dada by Young John featuring Davido uh-huh. and Asiwachu, which is by Ruga. I'm really back into my Afrobeats era. Okay. And that's all because of Big Brother. And that's me rediscovering parts of myself because I used to really love Afrobeats, Afrobeats. like a lot. So now okay. I'm just deep in my ninja And bag. you know, like, you can, you know, I love music like that because it's so sexy. It is. Yeah, girl, it like, makes you me know. feel like, uh uh, all on me in my bedroom yeah, alone. You know, like you're moving your hips in there, girl. your, your shape. It's beautiful. Because these men actually, like, speak so well about women like in their songs right someone said that like um afrobeats it's it's almost like it's oozing off the romance and the and you know many worlds he made that ooh ah song no. i'm like you're being ridiculous <laughs> we can't play this music with the parents in the car you like you saying. have to be serious <laughs> so yeah like i think oh that's a beautiful song i think my favorite Song currently, I really can't st- stop listening to Simple Dana's Ndi Ready every oh, day. I, oh, come on, ah, and then Tadisa yes. Mazai's Ingoma. I can't every day. I'm like, Let dude, this you. lady was saying that the love of her life is, is like as, her song, is like her song, a song that she plays through the night. And you know, as, I'm so I'm so glad you touched on that song uh. because. If you listen to that song, the way it ends, mm. it doesn't end like a normal song. No. It ends at the middle of a word. Uh, and that just, it come signifies. Someone with signifies, the poetry. <laughs> it literally like signifies the love that she, because it just won't end. Mm. That's why even with the song, when they ended, it was like, I don't even remember the exact word that she's saying, but mm. just chops off. At the end. And then in the interview, she was actually explaining that. And I was just like, and especially with Tani Swamazawai being mm. a queer woman, mm. it just makes so much sense, like the love that she has for this woman. Because uh. I know she was writing about a woman in that song. There are songs that are written for women, and you can tell. You can just because tell. a woman, loving a woman, it, the, the women in your life yeah. in general, yeah. like it's a different experience. It's a different type because of love. It's, a woman's always going to give you a love that is unaccounted for, mm. unmerited for. You don't deserve it, but she's going to give it to you. It's she's like your mother's love. love. You regardless. Oh, she's going to love you regardless, yeah. regardless of what she thinks. So that's the song that I'm really vibing to a hard uh-huh. I don't, I know what they're talking about, but it's nothing, you know, too deep. Okay. So why, why do you deep. like the song that you love? Uh, I the think, same that I want to be specific. I think I love romance. Mm. And I know I, I said, I don't like feelings, which is a lie surely <laughs> because surely love is all i write about sure but i think I, I i write about what i would like the world to be or like how i perceive a perfect sort of world to be mm. i don't know if perfection is attainable mm. but i do know what i want out of connections so you know she's like you know and i'm like this person is saying all i need is your hand right next to mine all i need is just your presence just take me with you and then i'll be okay and i think the 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 poetry in that for me is the gift of companionship is that at the end of the day all all of us are looking for some sort of affinity to a person who makes us realize that life is worth living and you know obviously a lot of self and modern culture wants to tell us that we're, we're okay on our own 
which I don't think is true. Okay. You know, I don't think anyone We're can be okay. With social beings, you definitely need connection, mm. even if your connection is with your friend. But like that companionship of like life has to go on and life has to move in that direction. And I think that's even the sort of um, music that I always move towards. I don't know if you know Brockhampton. It's a boy band. One of my favorite boy bands. So they just broke up. All boy bands boy <laughs> break they up. They always do. They always do. And so there's this you can there's this count on me song that they have. And it's it's a it's a beautiful up and down. All their sounds are very magnetic. It's sure. not it's not a like a beautiful R and B mixed symphony, but it's more like they're jumping up and down. But they just talking about, you know, you can definitely count on me. Yeah. So I think for me having our meanings of life and our experiences being tra- mm. translated into poetry and poetic movement and poetic form is always so interesting because it's like, how have you captured the essence of a human so beautifully? Mm. How have you captured the essence of connection so in a, such a marvelous manner? Yeah. You know, I appreciate writers. I appreciate songwriters because I'm like, you wrote yeah. about an experience. You wrote about what time has shown you mm. and you've r- written about love and what it means to sure. you. So I think at the end of the day, you know, like our conversation boils down to the representation of these things in real life. Yeah. Because I mean, people don't have the TWT podcast to listen to about like a conversation with their friend about this thing. But it's like they listen to songs and they cry. and yeah. they, But it's like, why are you crying? What does it mean to you? You yeah. know? And I think that you're touching on that, especially since we were speaking about music and all of that, Msaki for me is such an incredible songwriter. Like she tells poetry in such a beautiful way. And the famous song, Uboma Bumanga has been so, I've unpacked it numerous times and it has always brought so many different meanings Mm. to me. And since we are talking about the meaning of life and time, it's just like, she's talking about how she's writing a letter basically to her friend Mm. and telling i think she was telling it now as a person in the future Mm -hmm. who has now made it Mm. so she's telling the story of how her and her friend were dreaming when Mm -hmm. they were younger of the big lights in johannesburg Mm. obviously because they're from south africa she's from the eastern cape Mm. and they have these big dreams of making it in that city Mm. and now she's also telling the story of what was the line again um about Kutsi, you just need to wear langa so mm, that you get to you the side because mm. it it actually has happened all the things that we've dreamt about uh have actually come into fruition yeah. and are in reality mm. so i don't know like i forgot the actual line but just cross over the bridge mm. and come this way and then just see by Oboma Bumanga because all those dreams is Jongo Zako, Zako, Bunga. And I think it's very spiritual to me, like you just saying, but like time, bro. Some things you just need to give time, even your puppy. Just be patient <laughs> with your puppy. Give your puppy time. It's too late. <laughs> and then, um, those kind of things. So yeah. I think for me that it's just so beautiful how poetry can be turned into music mm. and you just write about your life experiences and people just jam along whether they understand the message or not, or it's not. Whatever. yeah but mm. it's definitely a spiritual experience Bro, you know and since is done with music she isn't she's just taking a break she's doing her last tour third of third of march and yeah. i'm like listen she's if you, not if done you, with music i hope i hope she's not. not done with music because the first time i saw her perform live was at basha uhuru mm. in 2020 at we, constitution oh, I, hill i actually attended the 2021 yeah 
oh, it was magical. Abed and I were there singing along, mm. you know, and she did Zondela with Tressa, and it was just like we were there dancing. It was a beautiful experience. It was my first festival. Yeah. That's when I fell in love with festivals. I was sure. like, I'm not looking back. I'm a, I'm a festival babe. Listen. If you know I, me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think you had asked me about um Sunday mornings and how my Sunday mornings. You know that song by um Lionel. Is it Lionel? Who's he? What's that man's name? Richie. Yeah. Easy like Sunday morning. Ah. Is it Sunday? Sunday morning, yeah. not Saturday morning. No, Sunday morning. Did Easy I say like Sunday? Sunday? You said Sunday. But it's Saturday good. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday mornings. Saturday, sorry. <laughs> Saturday morning. Yeah. So Saturday, my... I don't know if I should talk about my ideal Saturday morning or my real... Just speak about... The reality of my Sunday morning. Speak to the life you want to live. I think I do actually appreciate my current saturday mornings then and i'll just get a picture real quickly okay. so usually my mornings are quiet during the week mm-hmm. i haven't said it enough but i am unemployed <laughs> so my parents do wake up and leave me alone in the house so that my mornings are very quiet and uh-huh. i live in Sibebe by the hills it's uh, very tranquil the view at Minilinche's house it's so quiet guys and the like the silence sometimes is just like <sighs> you I, I need to hear cows too but anyways um <laughs> yeah. so my my mornings are typically very quiet but on Saturdays I do know that my parents are around mm-hmm. because I'll hear dishes in the kitchen mm-hmm. I know that my mom is probably preparing breakfast for my dad my dad and then romance and, yeah romance <laughs> I guess <laughs> but um what I have now learned to appreciate and it's so annoying and everyone that is listening to this right now will understand how annoying it is to hear grass cutters guys in the morning like in the morning you will hear a grass cutter but if you have been to my place you will know that the landscaping is to die for and my dad is so intentional about how he keeps the land Mm. um it's always the and there's never like long grass and you just can't even walk properly my dad is so intentional about keeping his space very clean so when i think about a saturday morning in my life it's hearing dishes in the kitchen it's um hearing a grass cutter outside it's either the lawnmower for the grass near the house and then a grass cutter for the rest of the the land Mm. because it's a very big space yeah and i'm just like oh my god now i have to wake up yeah because it's so noisy Mm -hmm. i can't really sleep in but i've learned to appreciate that and i've learned to know that that's my dad's act of service that's my dad's love language to make sure that if your friends come here they won't want to live Uh, they won't want to live and we we never want to live but the place in itself Mm. there's just so much air you can breathe it's just like let's have a picnic now let's pray now why why is there no no meat we we need why why did we bring our our, (laughs) now so Yeah. yeah that's basically my sunday mornings and then i just wake up clear my space that's Damn, it so that's, so, that's if yeah. i write that in a poetry form i mm-hmm. think it would be yeah it would be something i need to try something yeah i need to try something next time it comes back guys we're doing a a poetry live session what do they call it button poetry we'll call it something else uh, okay. we'll, t- we'll call it um what do we call it we'll think about the name but like we'll definitely call it something you know some poetry a snippet here and there yeah. and then we just hit it with the we'll hit we'll hit a beat my brother my brother makes beats now 
So, <laughs> so we'll, just, we'll just jump on a beat and then, you know, we'll just make it happen. But that's beautiful, you know. When I think about my Saturday morning, that's very poetic also. Uh, my Saturday mornings are very lazy. Everyone sleeps in late. So my Saturday mornings look like sleep. <laughs> so please, I don't know who you are. If I'm going to marry anyone, don't wake me up early on a Saturday morning because where are we going? Unless we're hiking. Yeah. Sure. But like, surely we can sleep in for a bit longer. Yeah. So they're very lazy days. Um, and my parents love to jola, so they leave early on Saturdays. Okay. Yeah. So they go home. They go wherever they're going. They okay. don't tell us. <laughs> they just sneak out and they're like, ni with the corner, yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of vibe. So they leave and then we're left alone. I really enjoyed the rainy Saturdays mm. because it meant I could sleep in longer, yes. you know. And you know, I, I stay in an outside area, yes. and so no one bothers me, yeah. no one's opening the curtains. Yeah. I'm just asleep. So, Saturdays morning to me, I think, a peace mm. and intimacy. Mm. So, even when I have my friends over. We're just chilling. Yeah. And then obviously I have to wake up and go cook, okay. you know, for the family, for lunch. But like genuinely my Saturday mornings are about chilling, you know, and that's that. Okay. The future Saturday morning that I like is to wake I up. I didn't touch on that. Okay. Yeah, you definitely have to touch yeah. on this. But like the Saturday mornings, but it's still poetic, mm. you know, but like we're moving and transcending. Yeah. I would really like to wake up and see something beautiful. Water, outside, a mountain, something. I just want to sleep with the windows open sure and then sleep so when i was still in Joburg, i used to sleep on the third floor and i didn't op- i didn't close my curtains ever, ever. Guys, <laughs> doesn't do that i don't do that because i really like watching the sunrise from my bed your windows i don't close my windows yeah mm. but i i close my curtains now mm. but like i never close them because i love waking up and seeing oh the sun's coming up and i don't have to get out of bed yeah. you know so hopefully that can happen too but like that's you know that's life that's very it's subtle you don't have to wake up to your 5 a.m if you have a 5 a.m saturdays are for resting it's it's a day where you can breathe yeah and this is what this podcast is a breather yeah i think my saturday mornings in the future i think as well like i'd love to the water but i don't i think it's something maybe that i should look into doing when I do travel mm-hmm. or I do book myself into Airbnbs. I should make sure that there's either anything but a body of water, mm. either an ocean or swimming pool, but something <laughs> that has water in it yeah. because I feel very connected to water. My greatest ideas come when I'm touching the water, uh, whether I'm washing dishes mm. or I'm in the shower. I should be touching water. I'm just going to, I swear, I wow. promise you. Um, uh. Most of, if not all of my YouTube video ideas that I've come up with, I come up with in the shower or when That's, I'm washing wow. dishes. But I have to be touching water. My so. Mine, actually, my creative ideas flow from silence. Really? I promise you. You put me in a silent area, I You're will... Gonna Thrive. Thrive, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, I think when I can see whether it's a pond, mm. it's water. Just, I would love to see that. But I think when I'm looking at my future life, there isn't really a place that I'd love to live that has water. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm, I'll have to obviously meet myself halfway. Yeah. And if I do travel my and I wake up on a Saturday morning, my view has to have the ocean view or something like that. So Saturday mornings. Yeah. We love Sunday mornings in this house. We love I resting. love Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings. Compared to Ooh. Saturdays. 
I think for me right now, they're a bit... They're not what I want them to be. Mm. My Saturday mornings. I think they, they they have the same stress of a weekday. Same. Like for me, it's always like, okay, it's Saturday. Most of my people are available. Mm. I need to see someone. I yeah. need to make plans. I need to be doing something. Yeah. I've made, I've conditioned my mind mm. to feel like I need to do something on that day. So I don't really enjoy them. But Sundays... Easy it was a Sunday. Sunday and the, oh, Ubuntuwa <laughs> <laughs> took my breath away. That's like, girl, all these songs you're singing, I don't know. How did I know the song? Ubuntuwa took my breath away. Ubuntuwa, Ubuntuwa, yeah. Yeah. The other ones, I was like, girl. <laughs> Sunday morning, you know that song when I when I first, you know, it's songs will make you really believe in romance. They should. <laughs> like poetry does. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Shall <laughs> we think that love? It's just that concept that we are just meant to write about and not experience. Ah, uh-uh, surely not. <laughs> surely because not. Because I only know li- love in a movie or I know love in a song. No, you know I love I- you like in a song. You know, <laughs> I, lo- I. But I've I haven't seen that like romantically. Yeah. I'm, I'm let me let me tell you something. This is what I believe, right? I believe that people are drawn to you and can experience you only when you let yourself be experienced mm. so i don't believe that love is only romantic i found oh, incredible yes. love in my friendships you guys have given me guys mini lately one oh, day let me tell goodness. you <laughs> this is what i talk about love and poetry she she listened to me speak about something i don't even remember when i told her that i liked that cake from Galitos. yeah <laughs> she showed up at work with that Gaisa's cake in hand. And she was like, Fred, I bought this cake. I'm like, ah, no I didn't even say, way. I didn't even say, just she for just, the package. Yeah, she just pulled it out. And I was like, come on. Like, you're not serious. You're not being for real. So you see, that's love. You know, that's, that's love. And I think the romantic aspect of love and like what it can do for you and what it can give you, it's very different from what your friends can give to you. Yeah. But I think it's possible. I don't believe in <laughs> our current environment. <laughs> But I think, yeah. I think the possibilities are there. The possibilities are endless, you know. So I think we can't write about something that our souls don't know, you know, because I think we were created with, like, soul in mind and, like, you know, this idea that, like, we can be together and we can be one. So how do I write about something that I have no previous experience or of or over? If you've ever seen any pieces of writing by Maya Angelou or Bell Hooks or Toni Morrison, they they write they write about love. They mm. will tell you what love is. I write about love also, but with the broken pen because I try to understand the realities of what that means. Yeah. You know, there's a poem by Rudy Francisco, and you know, he says, "I don't write about love, but if I did, I think mm. this is what it would be like." You know, and I I love that poem so much because he speaks about how you know. I have something that they call a purple heart, which is, this is what it means. And, you know, from the walls, what they diagnose as. So we all have an idea of the love that we want to receive. That and I think, powerful. yeah, I when you, you, sh- you should even listen to it. Mm-hmm. But like, whenever you meet people that have sort of kind of the same principles and values, I think you can move along. I think I've, I've, I've had the great advantage of meeting great people. Obviously things don't always end up well because life happens and people are different. But we experience some parts of them, 
hopefully one day a better complete picture <laughs> but yeah what do you think do you think do you think it's real um Hmm, what is real friend? I guess. You see, me, she's always taking me down the existential path. Now she, she, she started off with, what is time? She's now asking me, what is real? <laughs> I really just don't believe. Guys, I don't know if I wouldn't be so excited if any of y'all listen to Bobo. Bobo's boy. Yeah. Nothing's real. Everything is an illusion. We're just playing. Uh, we are... We are characters in a Sims game. That's all it is. And we have probably three lives left. And then it's game over. And it's crazy that this wall has a has Pac-Man on it. So it's, it's really showing why we are literally playing. We're characters in a game. So for me, guys, that is really like I don't a lot. Of, I question a lot of things. And it's helped me so much because I put like less pressure on myself. Yeah. I like, I, like there's a, a few The less things. serious you are, yes. the better the quality of your like, life. You know yeah. what? I'm really, I'm gradually going back to the free spirit yeah. and really that I once was. Mm. And I love that for myself. So, um, with love, ne? <laughs> I laugh because I don't want to cry. <laughs> With love, I know that it's real, definitely. But I think what I was saying was really addressing romantic love. Okay. But obviously, yeah, love does exist. That's why people write about it, and mm. we, you know, we perceive the love that yeah. we see from people's relationships. But until they are in it, you never really know. I think obviously, love really romantic love does exist. Um, and it's in its depth. I just wish to tap into it really. It's and um, yeah, maybe I'm joking. You I know, wanted to say something, but nah. You decided against it. You know that Swazi song where they sing. Excuse me. It's coming to you too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> coming. But you know, guys, we're having so much fun, you know, and obviously we hope you're having fun with us. <laughs> but we're about to tie off this podcast episode, and I just want to ask you, you know, what do you think the price? Of ignorance. Yeah. So like the price of not you know, we've talked about time, experience, what how these experiences are tied into poetic form. So you know, like a lot of American rappers will speak about the east side, the west side, because those are their lived experiences. They'll talk about making it out, the love, the mess, you know, the sex, the drugs, like you know, they talk about things that they go through, the things that they experience. We talked about Simpuis Dana, like we talked about Msaki, we talked about the pen, we talked about the power of translating all of these experiences into written word and form. And all of that, you know, like how we are surrounded by so much beauty. We talked about our Saturday mornings, what we want them to be like, what we think they should be like, all in this basket of time, right? So the poetry in a Saturday morning happens like the poetry in your Saturday morning is happening regardless of what the poem is about. Mm. So it might be Kendrick Lamar's DNA playing at two minutes, 28 seconds. What does it say it there? Might be, <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got. <laughs> so, Loyalty, okay. you know, he just talks about 
the black experience for him from like a perspective and i was t- t- talking to my boss my boss is really cool guys and she he speaks just, about him all the time he's so cool like one day i hope to have him on this podcast you guys will realize what i'm talking about but you know he was just saying how he doesn't like kendrick Lamar because he's always shouting and i'm like no but that's <laughs> that's part of his poetic you know delivery because what does a man mm. from compton have to be be whispering about sure. no they, they have to yeah. scream their dialect no yeah he, you know he has to do that and i think like so we've we've talked about all these beautiful things and mini thank you i said when i say mini it's serious so mini <laughs> thank you but now right i want you to type out we talked about romantic relationships it's a beautiful segue into the next part of the conversation yeah because like now we're going to talk about the price of ignorance all these things are happening around us hmm. all of them the music the art the existent the existential extensions that we can tap into the experiences the time capsules like all of these things like people are actively maybe thinking about or like actively going through what is the price that you have to pay when you're interacting with somebody who's not as aware as you and what is the price that they pay for not being as aware as they should be let's talk about ignorance now and i think before i answer your question i just want to highlight the fact that there's certain things that i miss um about myself when i didn't know as much as i do now mm. because they as i i like speaking about balance if you can guess my sign you already know i'm a libra mm-hmm. that's why i will talk about balance every time but mm. i mean there's always a price to pay for anything mm. when you don't know a lot about something obviously you there are harm harmful effects that come with that because if there's something that happened and you were not aware of it then obviously there's a consequence for that and mm. if you know too much like you just aware of everything the socio-economic crisis of the country and it's just always too much mm. um so there always has to be a balance and i feel like i'm currently at in the middle of uba i know enough mm-hmm. I do want to know more, oh, yeah. but I wish to know less because it just gives me so much anxiety knowing everything that's happening about everything. Mm. Um, and the price, obviously, <laughs> that I, I like learning from people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of my friends can attest to this, that I am a listener. And it's always come as a surprise, I think, for my family, how I started a YouTube channel and I speak so much because... Mm-hmm. I listen when I'm in a group of people and we're having a conversation. Mm. I won't be the one that's chiming in with opinions and mm. just the outspoken one. I do talk when it's needed, mm-hmm. but I'd ra- I'd most rather be listening. So um, I always love learning from people, mm-hmm. and um, I'd say I'm ignorant in a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I do know enough. So the price that I the person that does it, I feel like I had to remove myself from the Twitter mentality of that. If you do not know anything about what I'm talking about and you're just ignorant to this, I just can't have this conversation with you. Because mm. what do you mean you don't know about this? If, yeah. um, because it's like, whether you, it's like, okay, maybe you know about this certain um, conversational topic or idea. It's like, if you have flawed <laughs> ideas of this ideology, I'm just like, I'm not willing to hear you uh, out. Um, this is the truth and the truth only, and therefore I'm removing myself from this conversation. Mm. And it's not all the time. It's just when... 
it's always, <laughs> it's always when because it's always when I have conversation with men because men <laughs> will always want to just bombard their opinions on you and not want to hear you out. Do you know how and many times she swallowed that word? I think she swallowed it three times. She was like, well, um, <laughs> and it's, well, <laughs> it's because men are, have just given me such a hard time yeah. as an opinionated hard. Uh, um, and, um, whenever I have a conversation with them and then you bombard me with your opinion and not leave space for me to speak and say what it is that I think or believe in it just makes it a very hard place to exist and yeah. there's no common ground yeah because it's, it ha- always has to be like a discussion so um i would say that i really really believe in the saying ignorance is bliss it really is blissful it's to a blissful not experience know to about not know. Yeah. a lot of things but knowing and being knowledgeable about certain things and why things are the way that they are it's also good yeah. because it drives you to be motivated to maybe bring about change if you can. Um, but also it just makes you feel helpless if you can't. Because yeah. it's like, this is so overwhelming. It's above me. I cannot do this. This is a system that's been in place for so many years and I just can't. Mm. So, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I hear you. And um I think, you know, I always say to people that like outside of I think I was talking to Tandwa once again. We were just talking I was just commenting. I need to meet Tandwa. Tandwa, yeah. I'll introduce you to Tandwa one day. But Tandwa and I talk a lot about we'll have snippets of a conversation and then, you know, but she always says things that I'm think I, I she leaves me and I think about them. And I was just posting like a snippet from I did say that the Bible is one of my favorite books to read. Just because it's always interesting to come across it even outside of a religious framework, mm. right? You're just like, how oh, this is here. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you wow. read the Bible as a book, and that's yeah, why yeah. it's so interesting for you. Very interesting yeah. for me. I think I separated myself from the performance sure. of yeah. needing to read and quote. And I just was like, let me just read this book mm. just for the interest of, of time. One of my favorite law um, lecturers <clears throat> who I follow on Twitter, I speak about him a lot. I spoke about him in the last episode. His name is Ndando. One thing about me when I admire someone, I admire the hell out of them. Like, yeah. there's no there's no in between. So, Nando um, was just speaking about how it's a great read, right? He's a he's a lawyer. He's an LL, He's a lawyer. He's a, he lectures law students, yeah. and he's he's part of the EFF, you know. So he he buys into that framework, and he was like, it's a it's a great read. So I was like, you know, if I can just take this man's advice and read, but like it speaks about a part where it says, the more a man knows <clears throat> in the book of Ecclesiastes, the less happy he is. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the truth because the more you know about the world, the less happy you are in general. The less you know, the better. You know when the criminals say that in these series, they like, no, the less you know, the better. Yeah, then the, this plan the human, is gonna be executed Yeah, the better. human, the human condition binds you to ask, but no, I really want to know. But like, I really want to know. But now I've just started asking myself, do I really want to know? So even when people want to confess, they're like, should I tell you? I'm like, hey, actually, no. Don't tell me. If you don't think I need to know. Don't tell me, yeah. like, for my sake, let me be alive and well. Don't let me be sick of your words, you know? So, like, I think it's, ignorance is bliss. And I think, like, the price that you pay for it, obviously, is just losing people that matter in that space of in time. So, I realized, it's funny because you spoke about that, you know, like, people wanting to impose their opinions on you. But I am shy. <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> 
If only you guys could the see way. the face I pulled because I'm like... The way when I say that, everyone's like, excuse us, you... No, I am, to a certain, to a certain degree, but like, that's fine. But I am shy, so I won't open up, like, in the first, you know... Um, when I meet people, I kind of hold back a bit because I'm not sure who you are. I don't know if I can speak to you like that. And then over time, then I open up. Mm. So even I started with my company in August. I started opening up in January, you know, like mm. that's when I started talking to people, hang out with them during lunch because I was still trying to learn everyone. Oh, this is how you are. Okay, this is how that person is. And maybe that also comes from being heavily compliant as a child. So I want to make sure that whenever I appear, excuse me to you it's like you don't have to deal with all the unnecessary stuff yeah. working on it but like i'm just saying it's also a skill that i learned as a survival tactic yeah you know what i'm saying so it's the price of ignorance i guess that you pay is losing people that you would have rather appreciated to have in your life mm. because of the thoughts that you admire about them like the way that they think because you know the thing about people that have thought at that level is like you're saying now you can't sit with someone who hasn't really developed their mentality mm. to that point because i need to have conversations with you that make sense you yes. know what i'm saying um so that kind of thing i was just i thought like the, the and yeah that. just to continue on what you're saying is that um even the more you know yourself there's just so much that you can tolerate yes and it, it just like alludes to what you're saying of losing people yeah because you just understand that you know what i cannot tolerate this anymore unfortunately i'm this type of person yeah. this is my word mm. and the more you dig deeper and the the deeper your connection is with yourself you you have less people in your life because now you just trim down. It's like quality. Yeah, quality over is quantity. over quantity. It's yeah. like it's fine. If I don't have anyone, a lot of people believe. Like we were talking about the individualistic um, mm. mindset of that. A lot of people feel like they can thrive on their own, and I'm just like, no, not really. It, it you just, can live, you can exist, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I don't think you're gonna reach the level of happiness or joy mm. that you would have if you had people in your life because you do need community. You do need community. Mm. You know, I always think about um, my friend's wedding days. <laughs> I don't know if there's hope there, but no, there's hope. I'll tell you, <laughs> me. But I always think about that, and I'm like, it's so, it's such a, it's going to be such a beautiful experience because. None of them are individualistic, you know. I think my friendships have taught me how to exist with other people mm -hmm. and be okay with asking for help, yeah. you know, because I can't have a strong point in everything. So, for instance, you remember how you gave me feedback on my last podcast episode? You're like, Fred, you need to edit the sound. And I'm like, what are you talking about, mama? I don't know what you're talking about. I just, my strength is sitting behind that microphone and, and speaking. speaking. That's all I can do. Like, that's me. I talk my talk. But as for everything else, I definitely need someone else to help me with that because it's not what I want to do. And I'm an editor. You know what that. I mean? You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, it's community is so important because you're able to fit everyone into this one holistic idea that you have that something that you want to do and that's where our power is so you know the price that you pay for ignorance is losing a lot of that sure. you know energy that you might have otherwise tapped into and acting and believing that you're okay on your own none of us are i'm not a self you can do it by yourself preacher absolutely not like you need you people need people. to do things with you you need a community and i'm not saying go and find your community in certain places a lot of my friendships now um many in particular shot, we we shot who shot the shot me yeah no i did cool. you were just very guys let me tell you a story <laughs> tandega just saw me 
And I was like, there's no way I'm letting go of this. <laughs> she would literally see a thread of my tweets and she'd just DM me and say, girl, this is what you're going through. You're not putting it into words, but I'm telling you exactly what it is. And I was like, okay, I'm printing this DM, painting it on my wall and having it forever. And that's just when I knew that, no, yeah. I have to have this person, this quality of person in my life. Yeah. No one really shot their shot. We just happened. We just happened. Yeah. And, um, it was basically like, no, we, we, ha- we have to hang out. We sound um, like a couple on those popular shows. And they're like, who said I love you first? And then they're like, oh, it was him. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. yeah, so it just yeah. happened. Like, everyone was willing yeah, to build yeah, yeah, something yeah. here. It wasn't like... I want you. We wanted <laughs> each other, guys. We wanted we, each we other. We did. And I think that's what makes things work, you know. So you can't go where you're unwanted. Don't mm-hmm. do that. People are terrible sometimes. But, like, definitely go where you're wanted. Definitely go where your tribe is. And realize, you know, you're not the star of the show. I know that they tell you that every day on Twitter, it's a lie. <laughs> you're the star of the show sometimes, okay? I'm off Twitter, so life yeah, has been no, great. I, I've, I, I have on Twitter. I, uh, I, I have to. I, I have a timer now, like, mm. for my for oh, my time okay. so i get off of all social media apps 9 p.m done okay like the the rest of the time the one hour before bed is just for me to like calm down okay you know pray think about my problems just you know just get in touch with okay myself. 10 p.m i'm knocked out i'm gone i'm gonna be up in the yeah. morning but like you know it's Romanticize it's important your life guys and be the star yeah. of your show when you're alone when you're alone when you're in your community friends, please. Uh, in community no you can't be the star every day when you're in community you need to make space and make room for mm. your friend's greatness and you have to acknowledge it you know you have to say wow you're so good at this because mm. that's how you build a stronger community you know we must become people who are self, who are sustainable within our environments and yeah. within our communities yeah. i must be able to source everything i need from my immediate friends mm. you know so i really value friendship i really value community and we always go back and we're like oh i love my friends so much and that's just because there's no romantic expectations there i don't need to perform for you i'm just myself if i'm showing up and i'm like yo i am going through hell you know i don't need to show up as one particular view, uh, one particular mm. person but like it's always great to experience that so wow i don't know i mean is there anything else you want to say you know in in in, in goodbye we hope you're sipping on your tea <laughs> whatever you're drinking hot or cold you know just have a good time lubricate our throats. Um, <laughs> um in closing i think we should just i think one thing that i have since discovered i create concept for myself uh-huh. and they just help me live my life day to day yeah and it's something that i discovered recently this concept of you only live once yeah we all know. and since we're talking about time mm. i don't think we only live once <laughs> i usually say yolo when i want to make bad decisions like, you only live once <laughs> and really therefore let just me take, kill it just do it <laughs> i won't say certain things because mom and dad might be listening <laughs> but yeah so i just realized but you don't live once you have different lives for certain periods of your life. I had a different life when I was in primary school. Mm. I had a different life when I was in high school. Absolutely. And I'm having a different life now that I'm post graduate I mean post university yeah. life. I'm starting a different life and I think it's always it's important to give yourself that grace and to start over at any period of your life and just say, you know what? This 
chapters closed. If you are unhappy about your current state of life, end it, Moss. Mm. Just end you it. have the power. You have the power to end it and mm. say, you know what, let me just live as a different person. I used to be on Twitter all day, every day. <laughs> now no, my Twitter account doesn't even exist. Hey. And I'm willing to explore myself outside Side of, of that, that space that I want considered safe. Yeah. You know, I have my people. I have the, we've been talking about community because me and Tanya always talk about this. Yeah. So it's almost impossible for us not to touch <laughs> this on this podcast. But yeah. she's like, I have real life people mm. that I can always bank on and speak to. And for me, I felt like it has enhanced my relationship with them mm. to remove that um application on like because i just dump everything there mm. and it's like not now i'm trusting the people that god has placed in my life with the things that i have to say and i'm gonna say it to them and not this place or the space where everyone can see and people will be sipping tea about <laughs> me and the the tweets that they saw me <laughs> tweeting about but anyway what i'm basically saying is just that you can start over at any point in your life you don't only live once life is long life is short but you can have several lives out of this one long life that God has given us. So that's the concept that I have. You don't only live once, but you can live once if you want to make the want to. bad decisions. It's all right. So one thing about me, I'm so clumsy, and we had finished, we were just about to finish the show with me being Scott clumsy, scot-free. And then I just, you know, I had to do something clumsy, you know. So just give me a second um, while I ponder Minnie's wise words. Thank you. Okay, so, you know, this is why I have, I always say, you know, in life, you might sit somewhere and think, you know, it's ending for me here. I'm never going to make it past this point, but decisions can be made and you can be, you can move forward. Mini left Twitter and she did, you know, just made the decision and she did that, you know, I started gym. And I just made that decision. I did that. And it's like the decisions that you make are yours. You belong to yourself before you belong to anyone else. But you deserve to spend your life with other people who value you just as much as you think you value them. And so there's no point staying in places and, uh, you know, situationships where you constantly have to prove yourself. You constantly have to work out of your way to be that person. And so everyone deserves a little poetry on their Saturday morning. It's beautiful to exist in places where you belong. It's beautiful to exist in places where you're appreciated and loved and cared for. And, you know, time is meaningful. So use your time where it matters. Experiences count for something because they compound over time. So you don't want to be just chilling somewhere on a Saturday because it just happened to be there. Be very intentional with your time. We're hanging out on a Saturday because we like hanging out together and we're having this beautiful conversation on the TOT podcast because that's one of the things that we like to do together. You know, so, you know, it's an experience. It's one thing. It all goes and it builds up and becomes this beautiful experience. And so, you know, thank you for joining us on the TOT podcast i don't know this is episode two out of 12 and my favorite number is two so <laughs> timing okay God's timing you see this is people that are aligned they even have favorite numbers and balance and what else did you say today you said so much so you said so many beautiful things i didn't know i could drop gems like that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's okay to change your mind. Give yourself, see yourself grace. You know? Yeah, you know. So, 
Uh, we appreciate you for joining us today as we talked about the poetry, you know, the poetry in a Saturday morning. So go listen to our favorite songs. Go listen to your favorite songs. You can tell us what your favorite songs are. And, you know, we'll just keep it moving and keep it going. But other than that, I think we can say bye, Minnie. Goodbye. See you soon. <laughs> See, this is what my guests always say. They love it here so much. They're always like, see you next time. <laughs> Definitely you come know? back here. <laughs> so much fun, guys. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. And bye. I've been going out every weekend. I don't know if it's bad or good. I don't know if I'm sad or masking. I don't know if I'm replacing habits with other bad habits. Maybe I'm the bad habit, the liable rabbit that fell down the rabbit hole. I always seem to overflow, producing tears by the bucket load. I didn't mean to unload too much, unfold too much, Save that for drunken spring brunch. Grateful for my team, I know that much. But it's hard to me to show my real love. But I live and I learn. I labor and earn. I wait for my turn. The tables always seem to turn. Take a lift, trust I'm right. Work the day, come alive at night.